Joe Rogan and Robert Kennedy Jr. lay down a COVID debate challenge. Mark Cuban claims that going woke is good for business. Plus, Corinne Jean-Pierre says she's an historic figure. All that and more, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Rogan's COVID debate challenge that so far has no takers from those on the side of pushing COVID vaccines. You know, those people who cried, that's misinformation. Whenever someone would come out with facts and data and science showing that the vaccines did not stop you from getting COVID or prevent the spread of COVID. Those people. They are the ones who controlled the media and big tech to allow only one message, a pro-COVID-19 vaccine message, to be put forward to the American people. Freedom of speech? Not when it came to COVID vaccines. From way back around March of 2020, I was talking about COVID data, the science. And yet the CDC, Biden, and others were mandating vaccines, saying children should get the vaccines. It's just terrible what happened. Now. People like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Joe Rogan continue to speak out, and no one on the left will debate them. Here's Joe Rogan talking about RFK Jr. And they'll say that Bobby Kennedy is spreading misinformation where everything he said, you can verify. Everything he said is true, yeah. but there's no money in agreeing with him. The amount of money that these news or organizations, supposed news organizations get, from being on the side of the pharmaceutical companies and being in their good graces is millions and millions of dollars in advertising revenue. Rogan recently had RFK Jr. on his show and the two talked for something like three hours about science, research, COVID, and more. There's no doubt that Kennedy is experienced in reviewing scientific data. And when it comes to the COVID vaccine, he's willing to speak out about it. Here's Kennedy talking about both Trump and Biden's response to COVID. They did almost everything wrong. They, you know, first of all, they shouldn't have locked down society. We now know, and we knew back then, all of the pandemic response, preparedness protocols that have been developed for decades, in fact, almost for a century, all said unanimously, you do not lock down societies. You keep them open. You quarantine the sick, you protect the vulnerable, you keep society open and that you focus on therapeutic drugs, drugs with proven safety histories. And that's what we should have done. Great comments. And that brings us to the Joe Rogan debate challenge. Over the weekend, a guy by the name of Peter Hotez, who displays his name as Professor Peter Hotez, MD, PhD on Twitter, blasted Rogan for vaccine misinformation, saying that Spotify, which carries Rogan's shows, has completely stopped trying to stem Rogan's comments. Rogan responded, by tweeting this. Peter, if you claim what RFK Jr. is saying is misinformation, I am offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show with no time limit. Wow, $100,000 to debate RFK Jr. Kennedy even joined in the Twitter thread with this reply. Peter, let's finally have the respectful, congenial, informative debate that the American people deserve. So, did Dr. Hotez accept the challenge? After all, 
He claims that all of this that Rogan and Kennedy are saying is COVID misinformation. Nope. His initial Twitter reply to Rogan was, Joe, you have my cell, my email. I'm always willing to speak with you. So lame. Rogan replied with this. This is a non-answer. I challenged you publicly because you publicly quote tweeted and agreed with that bleepin' Vice article. If you're really serious about what you stand for, you now have a massive opportunity for a debate that will reach the largest audience a discussion like this has ever had. If you think someone else is better qualified, suggest that person. At this point, even Elon Musk joined in, posting, he's afraid of a public debate because he knows he's wrong. As of now, Hotez is refusing to debate RFK Jr. on Rogan's show. Now, if you aren't familiar with Peter Hotez, here's a clip from two years ago on MSNBC. Uh, what really needs to be around 200 million Americans vaccinated, because remember, to interrupt transmission, we're going to need at least our estimates that we did with City University of New York show that you're going to need 60 to 80 percent of the population, maybe 85 percent of the population vaccinated. And so that's a huge number. It also means vaccinating children and adolescents at some point down the line as well. Wow. Where do you even start? Vaccinating children for something that won't even make them sick? Vaccinating to stop transmission when we knew the vaccine doesn't do that? Any wonder why this guy won't debate RFK Jr.? All right, next let's talk about Mark Cuban and woke businesses. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Dallas Mavericks owner and billionaire Mark Cuban, who recently had an interview with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and said that being woke is good for business. Now, keep in mind that although clearly a successful individual, Cuban's take on America is simply a plethora of left-wing talking points. It's just so disappointing to hear these liberal elites talk as if they are so much better than the common American. They are all in favor of, say, massive illegal immigration because it's supposedly the humanitarian thing to do. It's humanitarian, according to them, just as long as you continue to house migrants in Texas or Arizona and let those people deal with the drugs, the crime, and human trafficking. Send them to Martha's Vineyard and the left-wing elite have a complete meltdown. They want regular Americans like you and me to live a certain way, according to their rules, while they do whatever they want. Masks were another example. Mandate masks for the commoners and keep them at home, but liberal elites will dine out without masks. Well, that's Mark Cuban. Here's Cuban back in 2020 when riots were erupting around the country. It's, it's the white race, it's the white community that's going to have to have the open, difficult conversations. You know, we're the ones that really have to recognize that it's okay to talk about race. Just saying white race, just saying white community is difficult, it's uncomfortable. And when, we, when people start talking about white privilege, we all get defensive because we want to create these equivalencies. We want to manufacture these equivalencies to say, well, I can't be part of the problem. You know, I'm, I'm colorblind. And that's, that may have worked in the past, but that's not the way it needs to happen now. Well, he's right that colorblind did work in the past. And that was the problem. You can't build a Marxist society without conflict and revolution. If it doesn't exist, then the left will manufacture it. That's why there's been this tremendous push to hyper-focus on race, to make everything about race. And the results have been terrible. Now, add sexual ideology and gender ideology to that mix, and a new aggressiveness from the left, 
and you have the situation we are in today. But Cuban says being woke is the way to go. So now the billionaire Mark Cuban telling businesses to go ahead and go woke and even turn a profit. Despite the billion dollar losses facing Target and Bud Light, the Shark Tank star saying there is a reason almost all the 10 market cap companies in the U.S. can be considered woke. It's good business, end quote. But is it? Good for business. Uh, no. Just look at Target and Bud Light losing billions and billions of dollars in market value. Bud Light has been replaced as the most popular beer in America by Modelo. This idea that going woke is good for business shows the thinking of the left-wing elite. All they care about is what other members of the left-wing elite think. And make no mistake, I think there are some companies out there who have drifted to the woke side simply because of ESG and the fact that their corporate standing is determined by a fringe minority of left-wing radicals. However, I think those companies and the larger ones are going to be rethinking this entire woke strategy. A business exists to provide a good or service, period. People don't want politics injected into everything. And I should rephrase that because what we see with Pride Month and transgender spokespeople and attacks against white privilege and on and on is left-wing issues being pushed on people. The American people are sick of it. Mark Cuban's Shark Tank co-host Kevin O'Leary was asked about Cuban's comments and he completely disagrees. Woke is not good for business. The role of a business, a corporation in America for the last 200 years has been to serve customers, their employees mm -hmm. and their shareholders. Their role is not to educate society on the social issue of the day. They're learning that very quickly. And in the case of business, you can measure it by the second when they're public, by the stock price. Sure. When you lose 9, 10, 11, 12 billion dollars of market cap, you know that you've offended somebody and that person is your customer. That's bad business. <laughs> wow, some basic common sense. But again, you have to understand the Marxist agenda to know what's going on here. In education, the left has taken over. And guess what? It's no longer about education. It's about producing the next generation of left-wing activists. In business, it's no longer about selling a product. It's about forcing Americans down a particular path of sexual, racial, and gender ideology. If the business happens to do well, that's secondary. If it does poorly, that's fine too. It's the agenda that matters. And you can see that Cuban is all in. All right, next let's talk about White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre because she's now been on the job for a year and apparently she's an historic figure or at least she thinks she is. In a recent interview, Jean-Pierre was asked about the job, and she provided a host of insights that say a lot about her self-importance and the competency of not just her, but Joe Biden as well. Um, and, you know, many, in many ways, I have the weight of the world when I go to the podium because you have to try to get everything right, right? Whether it's domestic policy, whether it's foreign policy, and you are, you're communicating on behalf of the president. But it is a hard job. It is not for everyone. Uh, it is. And when you say yes to doing the job, you know, you have all these responsibilities. Well, she got that part right about the job not being for everyone. Unfortunately, she's one of those people. But that didn't stop Joe Biden from hiring her. Qualifications and the ability to do the job were not even part of Biden's guidelines when Jean-Pierre was hired. In another interview last week with left-wing host April Ryan, Jean-Pierre said that Biden's hiring of Jean-Pierre says a lot about who Joe Biden is. Well, you got that right. Incompetence breeds incompetence. And when you hire to simply check off 
intersectional boxes and don't care about anything else, you'll get a Karine Jean-Pierre. But hey, she's historic. A year in this role, there's been a couple of things that I that has made me incredibly proud. Many things, many things that made me incredibly proud to be at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again, this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every day. But this is also a historic making administration because of this president. Oh, my gosh. Is she for real? Green Jean-Pierre is widely considered one of the worst White House press secretaries that we've had. At least Jen Psaki could spin an intelligent sounding answer, even though it would be 100% wrong. Jean-Pierre doesn't even attempt to try. She just says Biden is being perfectly clear as he fails on issue after issue after issue. But hey, Jean-Pierre's making history. I guess that's one thing about the liberal elite. If you want to know how important they are, all you have to do is ask them. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.